Welcome to Beyond the Call, brought to you by Start Church. We hope you enjoyed the upcoming podcast and hope this time is empowering, inspiring, and helpful as you pursue the dream God has put in your heart. The participants of this podcast are not attorneys, and this recording is not to be considered legal advice. Please contact your local attorney's office where needed. Enjoy today's podcast. Well, welcome to Beyond the Call, the podcast resource of Start Church, where we talk about all things church planning and leadership and making Jesus famous in our generation. Today, we've got the pleasure of having Pastor Hal Hardy, the founding and lead pastor of Highlands Church here in North Georgia. Pastor Hal's one of those guys that has great wisdom and encouragement for you. If you're thinking about planting, if you have planted, or you're a pastor that's really going uh, hard after God and trying to grow your vision, you are not going to want to miss today. Thank you for joining us, Pastor Hal. Oh, thanks, Nathan. It's great to be with you guys. So I've, I've known you for a while, but so that our audience can kind of get clued in, give us a background, uh, who you are, where you're from, and what you're doing right now. Yeah, well, we, um, you know, my background is my wife and I, we, were, we, we tell people we have a drug problem. We were, we were drugged to church every time the doors were open, right? Yeah. You know, we, we, um, we're church kids, pew, yeah. pew boy, you know, and um, um, planted a church. Uh, 13 years ago, but we, we had no idea we'd ever plant a church. I had an entrepreneurial gift and um, uh, I always loved God. And I thought, well, I'd either be someone's really good tither or I would uh, just be somehow plugged into the local church. But as a, as a teenager, God called me to the ministry and um, it's, it's just been a wild, a wild ride ever since actually. What did that look like? How do you go from being drugged to church to being a church planner? Give us you know, a- here's a, here's a great, this is some parental advice. As a parent, my my job, and I've got two daughters, is my role is I want to put them in front of a move of God every chance I get. That's great. And my parents, um, you know, I, I've met some people that their parents call them to the ministry. And my parents didn't do that. They let, they let the Holy Spirit be the Holy Spirit. They didn't get in the way, but they just kept being consistent and getting me in front of life-giving ministry. Wow. And, uh, and it was attractive. You know, I... I uh, um, I'm very thankful that, you know, I tell people that on August 28th, 1988, um, Charlie Stafford led me to Christ. I remember that night, like, like never, never, I'll never forget that night. But I tell people that, that Charlie actually closed the deal, but my parents led me to the Lord. Sure. That's great. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just want to honor my mom and dad. They did such a great job with my brother and I, we, we, you know, all of their grandkids love Jesus are born again, serving God, you know, so they, they created a legacy for me. And uh, then they got out of the way and the Holy Spirit just, um, he's, he, he did the rest. And, and my wife as well, my, you know, Sandra knew as a child, uh, I think it was eight years old, nine years old, that God was speaking to her about ministry. So she didn't wow. even entertain anything, but um, I know that I'm going to serve God That's in awesome. some type of vocational ministry. And so when we met, it was, uh, it was like, uh, you know, fire and gasoline. It was awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> Tell me about church planning. How did that? So God, God saves you. Yeah. And then what's, when does church planning come on the scene uh, from there? Okay. So church planting. Now it's 2020 uh, when we're recording this, uh, this conversation believe that. back in the day, you didn't, you'd have, you didn't plant a church. You just either preached up a church. You just started a church. You yeah. accidentally did what you did. Yeah. Uh, the systems were what systems you just, you know, there were no systems, but we, um, you know, I got around um, this great move of God um, by Pastor Chris Hodges called Church of the Highlands. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, I was actually going there to discover, okay, there's this church in Birmingham, Alabama, that's growing in a high school auditorium. Like, what is yeah. that? What does that even mean? Right. And, um, and I, I was going just, I'm spying out the land. I just want to see what that looks like. Cause I knew God called me to start it, to, to plan it. I just didn't know what it looks like. And so yeah. if I could see a model of a life-giving ministry, you know, I'll, I'll just, I don't want to plug and play, but I want to get in on that, that, I want to reach my friends that are far from God. And yet I want to value the presence of the, of, of God. Yeah. And so they, they were combining both. And I had the honor of being mentored by pastor Chris Hodges, father-in-law, Billy Hornsby, Yeah. Billy Hornsby and um, pastor Greg Surratt started the ark and um, it, along with other group of great men. And um, I just had a, a conversation. I, I was in a buffet line with Billy Hornsby and, and brother Billy looks over at me. He says, he goes, how do you have a church in your heart? I said, yes, sir, I do. I just don't know where to plant it. I don't have a location. Mm-hmm. And he smiles and he says, well, as soon as you find that location, you come and find me and I'll help you, I'll help you plant that church. Awesome. And so it wasn't a, you got to jump through hoops. It was, I want to help you win. Yeah. And so I say, and I share this with, with all my friends, besides my mom, and my dad and my wife, Billy Hornsby was the only other person that believed in me as far as ministry concerned. Now I played college sports and I, you know, did, did well there. And, but as far as ministry, I did not fit the mold. I didn't, you gotta understand Nathan, you remember back in the day, there were no skinny jean wearing <laughs> hip. Sure. You know? it, it was just a different, uh, yeah. a, a different cast that we came out of different, different mold. Yeah. I didn't fit any of them. But um, uh, someone saw something in me that um, they thought that God could use. So how did you find the location? Uh, so God's got a church, in, a pl- church in your heart. Yeah. How does that? How does that next step happen? That is a great question because I did it wrong at first. <laughs> I started looking at growth patterns, and and th- there's there's a there's a side of that that's very valuable. But I started looking at okay. Um, look at the growth patterns, look at the, the average income, let's do this, let's do that. I knew it was North Metro Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I knew that. Or North Georgia. Were you from there? Were you from that area? I, I, I know I'm not. I'm not. I, I grew up in Central Florida, went to college in Alabama. And then I, um, um, I was living in Tulsa, Oklahoma with my wife. We were visiting my parents one Christmas. And it was between Christmas and New Year's. I was sitting in their living room. And I do not say it audibly but just download in my heart. God downloaded me. You're going to plant a church. Wow. You want to start a church in, in North Metro Atlanta. Wow. Okay. At that time we were traveling and preaching and singing and doing a lot of itinerant stuff, but we, we never, I mean, we never did that at all. Didn't know what it looked like. So we just went into learning mode. Um, so I knew that. So we, we went back to Tulsa, um, you know, and God worked it out to where I was able to take a secular job to move me to the state of Georgia. Um, and, and I just worked matter of fact, and I don't rec- recommend this at all, but um, I was bivocational for five years of our church wow. for the first five years. Don't recommend it, but that's just what that was our story. Uh, but that's, that's what got us here. As far as the location, um, <laughs> I, I, I quickly kept, I bumped my head up against, I could not get, find a place. I couldn't, I couldn't pay people to be on my team whenever we were in the wrong spot. So out of, out of frustration, I just say, God, that's it. I thought you called me to do this. I know you did, but I'm apparently I'm missing it somewhere. And, um, I'm, 
I'm just going to push pause. Maybe it's a timing thing. I don't know. And uh, I was walking. This is funny. I was walking in the mall of Georgia and I can take you to the, through the square foot of carpet where I received a phone call from a buddy of mine. And he said, Hey, how's your church plant coming? And I said, it's not, it's just difficult. I'm really thinking about just staying in business and doing well and um, just be a, a, a pastor's, you know, go-to yeah. a friend, a blessing. And, and he said, well, would you, have you considered for Scythe County? Well, I laugh, and I, I'm ashamed to say it. I laughed, and I said, oh, sure, yeah, like you want me to be over there with those big churches. Yeah, sure. Because we've got some wonderful churches over here that are doing quite well. And um, I, he, he's, he laughed. He said, well, would you pray about it? Well, sure, I'll pray about it. So I, I did, and, um, you know, it's funny. It, I'm ashamed to say I was going to plant a church, and I didn't ask God where he wanted it. It's wow. his church. Yeah. And I said, God, I've, I've looked at what I think would be good on paper, but where do you want me? Wow. And when I prayed that prayer, it was, it wasn't immediate. It was okay. Well now let's spy at the land. Let's go drive. Let's just, yeah. you know, and, and I remember getting in the vehicle with this other couple and they, it literally, people were, people were, um, were, you know, waving in their yards at us. The, the sun was out, the birds were chirping. I thought I didn't even give this place a chance. Yeah. And we immediately felt the peace of God. Matter of fact, here's a fun story. When we shifted our attention to the area that God called us to, that our, my house sold before it went on the market, like immediately, because wow. I wanted to live in the area that I pastored. Yeah, yeah. So we, at the time, we were living in a whole other county. And so we need to move. We, I guess we need to get the house on the market. Well, before it went live online, it sold for, for yeah. top dollar. Wow. And then also we had a, a family say, Hey, I heard you're going to that area. Um, matter of fact, could you, uh, if you need a place to stay, we've got a house that's paid for. If you'll just house it, that's fine. So like we went over there and just while you were looking for a house, we were wow. living in this gorgeous house. Wow. Like it was just one door ap yeah. after another where I couldn't kick a door down. Now they're big garage doors opening for like us. Like divine alignment or something. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it absolutely was. Wow. Confirmation. It helped us a lot. So you found the area. So God saves this kid. He calls him, says, you're going to, in your heart, you go through the process of, okay, no longer my way. And, and I think a lot of people get to that. Well, maybe it's not God. Maybe I'll pause it. And it's right at that moment when the Lord says, okay, now I've got you on, on the right path. I want you listening to me. Talk to me through a launch. How did you go from, I found Forsyth, birds are chirping. It's out. Yeah. This is what I'm called. Talk to me through that. Was that six months, nine months, a year? What did that from there to launch? What was that like? Okay, so we moved, we moved to this area in the summertime, and we would, uh, we would launch in October. So it was a fairly short window. You know, maybe August maybe, to October. Uh, yeah. uh, about late, late spring, I late see. spring, early summer. So it was, uh, you know, we, we had all summer to have, we called them launch team meetings. Mm -hmm. So we would basically throw a party, rent a bounce house, feed people, and, uh, and just share the vision. Wow. Um, and it's, there is no secret formula. You've just got to get out, shake the bushes, share your vision. And what was funny was some people would, would jump right on. And we even had some people that came and they said, man, it sounds great. It, it, you got, you know, we were, we have that pioneering spirit about us and it's not safe. There's nothing safe about it. Yeah. So some people that want safe, it wasn't for them. But you know, some of those people that said, no, thank you. They said, 
but I've got some friends that may be interested. Wow, that's great. And they would tell their friends and their, their friends would jump on the team. Yeah. So at, it was a, I was encouraged, discouraged. Lord, what are you doing? You know, yeah. I, I, I think it, I don't forget who, who said that this, but like Abraham on his best day, Moses on their best day, they were probably about 70% sure they heard from God. Yeah. You know, if we can be all be honest. Yeah. You know, so we were just doing the best we could with what we had in our hand That's with great. the vision that God put in our heart at that moment. That's awesome. Yeah. Hello, listeners. This is Jackie Cassidy, lead bookkeeper at Start Church. By using Start Church's bookkeeping service, you can work with a personal bookkeeper who will help you make sense of your church's budget and financial records. Especially with tax season on the horizon, our staff is invested in helping you to have the best books possible. And you can have peace of mind knowing your records are in great hands. If you have questions about how our bookkeeping service can help your ministry, give us a call at 877-494-4655. And now back to our podcast. Take me to launch day. What did that look like? How did that feel? Yeah, well, the, the ARC helped us tremendously back then. I mean, our systems are so much tighter and better and more streamlined today. But even, even then, they helped us understand that there, there, there was a, a next step. I mean, we didn't have, gosh, we didn't have our growth track or next steps, whatever your, your churches today would call that. We, didn't, we just wanted people to come back. Yeah, sure. I know that's such a bad plan, but that was our, that was our story. And then it's like, no, no, we need them on the team because at the time we need volunteers, yes, but over a decade now I've seen it. People need to serve more than we need volunteers. Yeah. They're unfulfilled. People have two basic needs. They need to be needed and they need to be known. That's so great. And um, we, we didn't give them a chance and I failed miserably. I tell people that first three years was probably a really bad dress rehearsal of yeah. what God put in our heart. But again, we were doing the best we could. We, um, we, we told our friends and their friends, and we, uh, uh, we put out a mailer. I mean, I, mailers don't even work in this area anymore, but we did it back then. And um, I, I tell people, let me, let me encourage some church planners right now or guys that are on the on-ramp. Our, um, uh, our, our first practice service, right? We, it was the Sunday before we launched, and I told our church, I said, I'll, you'll never hear me say this again, but do not invite your friends to this service. <laughs> this is a dress rehearsal. We yeah, got to figure yeah, sure. out where all the outlets are. We don't want to throw any breakers in the school that we're renting. And it was a cafeteria, cafetorium, which is a fancy word for an elementary school cafeteria and auditorium. <laughs> right. And it, you know, the good thing was it was a brand new school. Yeah. The bad thing was no one knew it was there, <laughs> uh, yeah. but it was the only one that allowed us to come and invited yeah. us. And we did uh, the first, the first Sunday, you'll get a kick out of this, <laughs> Nathan, um, in the middle of my message, in the middle of my message, this, the fire alarm goes off. Oh yeah. That's awesome. And I'm like, all right, who's smoking in the bathroom? Like what is going on? You know, yeah. it was just some freakish thing. And I drove home all afternoon going, God, I, are you sure about this? You know, <laughs> it's awesome. but we laugh about this. I mean, that was our, that was our claim to fame. Oh yeah. The, that's the church in your practice service. The fire alarm went off. Um, but the next week we had, uh, we opened the doors, 145 people showed up. Awesome. Now we were awesome. blown We were blown away. Yeah. Right. Now again, years ago, that, that wasn't common. No, 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 no. So 200 was a strong start. Yeah. 400 was unheard of. Yeah. Now, again, I mean, I, I feel like I'm an older guy talking now. It's 13 years ago. 
but today the average um, arc plant we're we're around 270 ish yeah somewhere that the 300 somewhere around there right. and that's average yeah. back then if you were 2250 hey way to go really strong start yeah so but but here's here's how this plays out on you have day one and then on on week two you usually have 50 percent of that number right. returned and, and that's kind of a general statistic and I thought, oh, no, I didn't want to drop underneath 100. This is not going to be good. But week two, we had 127 come back. Wow, that's really unheard of. Yeah. So the retention of it was like, okay, uh, all right, God, thank you. Yeah. And, and from there, we just kind of stale, stayed there. We grew. And um, by year two, we, we broke 200 in that little school in a, in, a, in a bad location. Bad meaning it just it wasn't known. Yeah. Um, and, and it, uh, and of course, Hey, look, we shrunk. We had, we had weeks where I, 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 I cry. I said, please get the extra chairs, get them out of here now. Yeah. <laughs> just Chair management. Yes. Yes. So we, um, you know, that, that was our beginning. That was our yeah. launch and we, we've learned and we, we love to help planters now that do it. And, you know, everyone's convinced that they're going to be the next fill in the blank. Yeah. Know, your favorite preacher flavor of the month is. But you know what? You're you're called to be you. Yeah. And um, you know, I, I I took about three years finding my identity. Who am I? Am I? I was gonna say. So how does that work? So bruh. how do you find yourself? Because in the beginning, you're trying to survive. You're trying to be this guy or that guy because they they've done it. How does what does thirty happen over those thirty six months where you go? Here's here's who Pastor Howitz. Okay. Again, back in the back in that time, we didn't have social media. Actually, um, I think MySpace was coming yeah. out, right? So, but but Facebook was on the on the rise a year. So. Come on, you know, right? So, uh, we didn't really compare. So, um, you will reproduce what you come out of. I see, yeah, that's a good call. It's it's yeah. it's so I really when when times get tough, it you know, I'm all about reading more and I'm all about, but you will reproduce the culture that you came out of. Yeah. So you, you know, there's, there's things are taught and things are caught. Yeah. And, um, I came out of, uh, um, not the healthiest church culture as an adult. Yeah. And, and I, I didn't want that, but I didn't know what to look for. Right. So I, re I remember, um, I mean, traveling to, um, to art churches and, and, you know, for, for, for lunches, I'd pay for lunch. I just want to be around. Um, and then of course, you know, you listen online to different guys, but you know, it's one Sunday, you know, Billy Graham would show up, you know, it'd be yeah. that how, and the next Sunday it would be, you know, this person and this person. And I just had to stop comparing and say, well, what am I, what is my role? Where is my lane? I'm going to do my best to stay in that lane. That's great. Um, and, and, you know, I, it's for me, unfortunately, it took a little too long. Yeah. Um, but um, I'm glad. I don't know if that answers the question. Well, that's a key brand. question. You know, I think a lot of planners experience a sort of spiritual schizophrenia the first couple yeah. of years. Mm -hmm. You're so desperate for it to work. Yours, uh, a lot of guys don't have uh, spiritual fathers or something to help, you know, put your hand on your shoulder and say, hey, you're good, you know, be you. Um, so I think that's a huge part. And, and I've heard over and over, it takes... 36 months to five years for a church to develop its identity. And really it's because it's being forged in the heart of its pastor. Um, 
Talk to me about challenges. Uh, it's not easy. You said the first three years was dress rehearsal. How did you work through some of those challenges? Uh, you didn't give up. I mean, here we are. You're still here. Talk to me about how you press through some of that. Um, I, I tell you, I'm so, I am so blessed to have like the greatest wife on the planet. Sandra awesome. is, is my biggest cheerleader and still 13 years later is my biggest cheerleader. Cool. Um, we, I was speaking with a, a pastor this past week. That's a little bit earlier in the game and earlier on in the game. And I said, listen, whatever church you, you build, make sure it's the one that you want to attend one day. So and, good. You know, again, because <laughs> People need to hear that sentence right there. Say that one more time. Yeah. Imagine this. I mean, maybe your church grows, but you look up one day and you go, if I wasn't the pastor, I wouldn't attend this place. So good. And so we just wanted to build a culture that I want to be a part of this. Yeah. My preaching style may have changed. And how about this? We, We would say it evolved over the years. Yeah. But the culture has always been has always been life-giving. Yeah. Culture has always been about honoring God with his word and his presence and And, and, um, and just loving people right where they're at yeah. and being patient with them as they grow, just like God's patient with us. Right. Right. And even at the time that the frustration, the challenges, I think that sometimes pastors, we get in the habit of, of doing too much. This is okay. Here's, here's a great thought. I just, I just thought about this. How many times do we come away from a conference that, we're like, I've got 12 things that I want to implement. And sure. your team is so afraid. They're like, I hope he, I'm afraid when he comes home from conferences. Yeah, sure. Right? Because you've got a laundry list. You've got pages on that notepad that you're going to rip off. And this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. Sometimes you just need one takeaway. Yeah, that's right. You know, if you think about this, Jesus didn't do everything. Yeah. He did, he did three things really well. He preached, teach, and healed the sick. Yeah. And that's what he was known for. Yeah. And instead of coming home and implementing 16 things, yeah. how about we're going to do less, but what we do, we do with excellence. Yes. And excellence is not perfection. It's just doing the best we can with what God puts in our hand. Yeah, that's good. Um, and and that, those are, those are challenges because you want to, you want to go further, faster. You want to, but it's, it's, um, you know, challenges of, of resources, right? Yeah. I mean, there's only so much for the rest of your life, pastor, you're going to be raising you're going to need more people. You're going to need more resources. Yeah. So we, we want to make sure that, that we don't see people as resources. God's our, God is our supplier. Yeah, that's right. He has the supply. That's right. um, so we, we, we lean on him. And then we just cast vision in front of the people of, of how important that, you know, Jesus is coming again. Yeah. We, 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 believe that. we live with the conviction of that. And, um, and how can we align our, our hearts with God's and, leverage what he puts in our hands. If it's, you know, if, if it's a budget of, you know, I don't know, a hundred or two quarter of a million dollars a year, man, every penny, let it honor God. Yeah, that's great. Let it honor God. Cause I, I remember coming home from a, a, a great conference, a great conference. I won't say the name of the church. Um, Cause they weren't trying I mean, they were just, it's just a great conference, but I, I counted and this is no joke. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. I counted 64 movers, lighter lights, moving lights, wow. 64. And I, you know, I didn't come home inspired. I wanted to come home and, and like throw everything in the trash. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I thought, no, 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 man, I, I want to celebrate that. But one thing I can take away is, and I came home Yeah. and, uh, and I said, you know what? I, I can, this is years ago. I said, I want music out in my parking lot. 
I want the experience to go from our, our auditorium to our lobby to our parking lot. Well, That's what right. did I have? I didn't have 64 movers. Yeah. I had movers, but they had to be in that room, the auditorium. Yeah. What I had was a powered speaker and an iPod. Yeah. Right? And yeah. so you do the best with what God's put in your hand. It was yeah. a challenge, but you know what? It, God honored it. Did some God of that, it. Did, did you go through those conferences and start going, what's the why behind the what here? And is that right for me? Did you go through that process at all? Like you see all those movers and say, I wonder why. And is that right for Highlands? You know, is that, is it right for us to have 64 movers? Is that, is that what I want to do? Is that who we are? Yeah. I, I think that it's, it's, it's a balancing act and it's dangerous to plug and play any type of, any type of ministry in your ministry. Yeah. It's not a copy and paste. And, and so th this is what I tell guys. Okay. Every, we know that everyone needs to move forward, make a move, a next step. Right. Okay. So whether you have a growth track that looks exactly like this or a next steps that looks like this, that's up to you. Cause you know, the culture of your area. Yeah. Then you, I mean, there's, there's, we know there's a system There needs to be freedom to decide, all right, this fits us. Right. Yeah. And so we looked at what we had and we wanted to create energy and, in, in the auditorium and then also take it out in the streets. I mean, there, there are some ministries that are more show pony and then there's some that are workhorses and yeah. both are great. Yeah, that's right. Both are great. We just, we've just really discovered that our church is, a, it's, it's, it's a workhorse with, with a lot of flash. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's, we, we, our church loves to roll up our sleeves. We get dirty. We're serve oriented out in the yeah. community but our Sunday morning, it has that power, but it's not so much that distracts from, from Jesus. Yeah. And I'm not, and I'm not saying that, that others that have that sure. does distract. I just want to say, I got, I got to, I got to fit. It's got to fit us in our culture. Yeah. Right. yeah. So, you know, I, I want to say that in an honoring way, Nathan, I really do. No. Yeah, absolutely. I, I hear that. Let, let's talk about switch gears a little bit and talk about coaching. I met you as a coach. I was church planting and somebody said, you need to, Meet Hal, uh, Pastor Hal. He can really help coach you through some things. So let's kind of scope up a little bit. And as somebody who's coaching planners, uh, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. One, what makes a great church planter? What are oh. some traits that you think make a great church planner? Okay, I'm just going to rattle these off. Yeah. It's a self-starter. Yeah. If someone's got to motivate you to get up early and stay up late, it's probably not the right role for you. Good. Yep. Right. Um, um, it's... It's sacrificial and it never ends. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, another one would be, would be this. And I asked a, a, a church planner this a while back. And I think we've talked about this. I asked him, are you a pastor or are you a church planter? Yeah. That pastors people. Yeah. Because just because you, you are a pastor or associate somewhere else doesn't mean that, okay, I'm, I guess I'm going to, plant a church no no yeah. that's a different animal that's a different gift set mm -hmm. right it's a it's a different set of gifts yeah um sandra and i my wife and i um it works well for us as a team mm. because she she is, has a great mathematical mind she has a great systems mind i don't i'm a visionary and i'm a creative and i'm a i'm a i'm a, I'm a leader i love to, to raise up leaders right? But she gets in the guts of it in that machine. If you don't have that, you're going to need to find that. Yeah. If not your spouse, it could be a team member that has that heart and also your hearts connect. Um, 
just because you can, and just because you can plant a church, you better ask God because it's, it's the hardest. Billy Hornsby actually said, if there's anything else that you can do, Hal, do it. Yeah. Do not plant a church unless God has called you. Now, if he's called you, you, Hey, I'll help you do it. So there's um, a clarity of calling. You would say one of the traits is just, you got to have a known call. You better know that you know that you know, because there's too many times where uh, you want to back the U-Haul up in the middle of the night and say, I just can't, yes. I just can't. Right. Um, so a uh, self-starter entrepreneurial, if, if you, if you, if you're an entrepreneur in your, in your gifting, in your personality, I think that's, I think that's a huge benefit. Um, you know, we all look at the disc test and is this person, is that person? I, I don't know about that. I know that I'm a DI, almost even, yeah. like an even DI. Um, I, I can be the life of the party, but I just want to get it done. Yeah. I can be whatever the, the moment needs me to be. So, you know, I, I really, I, I, there's a, I'll say it like this, Nathan, I hope you can help me articulate this. There's a generation of baby boomers that are stepping out of their role as pastors. Mm. They don't need to shut those churches down. They need someone with a pastoral gift. Yeah. Maybe they don't want to plant a church or maybe there's no gifting there, but they've got this big mercy gift. Right. And they just want to love people and serve people and care. What a great opportunity for a baton to be passed yeah, from the, you've got a, you've got a, you've got a pioneer that has just dug and broken up hard ground for maybe 10, 20, 30 years. And he's looking for someone with the heart and the spirit of, of that, that shepherd. Yeah. And I would say, brother, listen, there, there's a, a, an anointing to take over that role there. Yeah. So, you know, just cause you're, you're just, you know, church planning now, it's almost, it's, it has a sex appeal to it. It's a little sexy, right? No, it's not. It's hard. Yeah. It's extremely hard. Yeah, and it's only it's, a conference. <laughs> it's a planning conference. And when you get home, nothing about it. You know, it's nothing. Monday right. calling my coach Hal. <laughs> I want to quit. <laughs> Tell me yeah. what to do. Okay, and here's a, here's another thing that's helped me. I had an incredible, I had an incredible spouse, and we've identified some things that that these guys have to have. Here's the most important thing as well. Um, you better have a best friend that calls you every week. That's right. Now, let me tell you, I've got somebody in my life. I'm going to say his name because he's, he's my best friend is Craig Wendell. Mm-hmm. Craig Wendell is an amazing pastor. We, pl- we planted our church about three months uh, apart. He's an art planter as well. I was art plant number 34. Um, I can't remember. I mean, now it's like, you know, 800 and I don't know, 900 baby, but he was, he was right there in that same time frame, And for 13 years, Think about this for third, actually more than that, because we, we called each other before we planted, we called each other every Monday to talk each other back into the ministry because we quit. We quit Sunday, three o'clock. I'm done. I'm out. Wow. And then Monday morning we would, we would cheer each other on and go, no, you're not. You got another one in you. Come on, let's go. You better have, you better be open to that. You better value that because ministry alone is scary. It's too hard. Yeah. It's too hard. You don't do ministry alone. That's the, that's the spirit of the ark yeah. is we believe, we believe that every community needs to have a life-giving church. Right. We believe in the underdog. I was the underdog, yeah. right? I mean, if, if, if you were, if you were it, you got name recognition, you got a big pile of cash. That's great. 
God can possibly use you to, but he really takes delight in using knuckleheads like me. Yeah, that's right. Great. That's great. Um, but, but yeah, you got to value friendship relationship, like, like true transparency. Craig is, is just, he saved my, he saved my life, saved my kids. Wow. Yeah. He's helped me be a better dad. So, and, and people like that, you as well, whenever we get together, we, we always just crank it up and yeah. catch back up, bro. Oh, that's, that's awesome. So if you're joining us on the podcast today, you're hearing from Pastor Hal Hardy, who pastors Highlands Church in North Georgia here. It's just giving us gold about how to make it as a church planner. We're talking about coaching right now and it's kind of scoping out how, what are you seeing some trends? Uh, church planning's changed a lot over 13 years now, right? What are trends that you're seeing that church planners should be aware of in the way people attend church or the way people uh, engage church? What, are, what does today's church planner need to know? Right. Okay. So let's back up. Attractional church was the thing, right? I mean, if it had enough flash, people would come. Right. Now people are almost numb to that. Yes, your Sunday morning experience needs to be attractional. It needs to have some type of, you know, impact. But people are looking, they are looking for a friend. They are looking for a connection. And the faster you make that happen, the higher your likelihood of retaining that person. So that's why it's important to get them in a small group. That's why it's so valuable. Get them on a team, serving with someone. Let them do life together side by side with that person. Life change happens in circles, not crowds. And we, we say that all the time around here. Um, and it's so important. I mean, full auditoriums are great for pastors and, and worship leaders with big egos, right? Yeah. The life change happens around a living room when I'm saying, hey, listen, I dropped the ball as a dad. Yeah. <laughs> I raised my voice. I lost my temper. And we're like, it's okay, man. I, come on. It's, you, you got this in you. God's got yeah. this. And so I, you better, I think church planners need to be aware that the faster you can make that connection, friends, team members, the better. Um, yeah. so here's, I'm going to throw something out there to everybody. Don't, don't fight the online experience. I know some people say, what's, you know, you got to be here in the house. Yeah, you do. Absolutely. You do. But your, your front door is no longer the lobby. Your front door is no, is no longer the, um, so longer your, your website. I mean, it's social media. And the sooner you, you get on that, you know, in, in, and leverage that the better yeah um we have as many people watching online live as we have in the house yeah. it blows me away and i tell myself this is not there's no way they'll come back and they'll come back and, yeah. it, and they're and they're from all over yeah um, and you always give them hey we'd love to have you here if you're in the area some people are not or some people are shut-ins yeah uh, or whatever reason so you need to leverage that yeah um and, and then um <laughs> just go ahead and get ready um, that that pain is a part of the process. Um, let me just tell you a young church planner, you hold, you hug people tightly and you hold them loosely. Yeah, it's good. Um, I was, I was so broken when people left the church earlier on in, in our ministry. I was like, well, what would I do wrong? And there was, we should always evaluate, Hey, did we not serve the way we could have? But, Sometimes it, it is what it is. And I remember my pastor who pastors an extremely large church in number. And uh, I said flippantly years ago, I kind of caught myself saying, and I'm embarrassed I said it now. I said, I can't wait that our, till our church is bigger so it won't hurt as much when people leave. And he stopped me. He said, he goes, oh, son, he said, uh, um, it'll always hurt. Wow. And if it doesn't, the very moment it doesn't, you need to check yourself. Wow. 
Wow, that's great. Right? So just hug them tightly, love them, and honor them in their departure the same way you did when they entered your life. Yeah, it's so good. That's so good. Talk to me about uh, how you, in the last couple of minutes here, how have you grown as a leader? What is the responsibility? Has your church increased in scope? It increased in impact. What had to happen in you? One of the regularities we hear on the podcast is leaders saying something had to happen in me and then it happened in the church. That's the way we broke barriers. That's the way we grew. Talk to us about your leadership journey. Right. I, you know, I, I'm very fortunate that um, I've got some great mentors in my life. Um, yes, you can. I mean, right now, you're one podcast away from a breakthrough sometimes, right? Yeah. Yeah, but, but I would say even more importantly, that you're one relationship away from a next level. Oh, that's great. Right? A, a mentor always walks into my life when I'm ready to learn. Mm. When I humble myself and say, okay, I don't know what I don't know. That, just the idea of being self-aware. Yeah. Some, some guys, they're not self-aware. But when you say, you know, here's a great question that, to ask on the front side of a church plant or even at, when you're bumping against a barrier of a level, the great, the best question is, what question should I be asking right now? This is where I'm at. This is my situation. What should I be asking? Because you don't know what you do together with somebody else and asking them this question. What should I be asking right now? Yes, yes. And this is what this is what shocks me, is a lot of guys will they'll see that person. You gotta you gotta pursue that mentor. They're not going to fall out of the tree, right? Yeah. They're, you're going to have to pursue them. But a lot of guys are almost apologetic. Well, I know they're busy. They're busy. It, of course we are. Yeah. Of course anyone is that's doing anything uh, for God. Yeah. But as long as I have people that will listen, you know, the, the next time we come back, we'll say, hey, let's, let's regroup. Where, whatever happened to that right there? Yeah. Oh, this is what I did. I implemented this. It had this impact. We had to adjust it. Well, see, what I'm hearing is I'm teachable. Yeah. The Bible says that the meek will inherit the earth. That word meek is teachable. Wow. So if I'm teachable, I mean, I'm inheriting what God has for me. Right. Whether it be that next level. And um, so everybody needs a, a mentor. Um, and, and I don't know that. And if you honor someone's time, they'll give you more of it. Mm. This is what I teach my team here at my staff is you need three people in your life that are a little bit further along the, your, the path than you are in your lane, whether it be a student minister or a kid's minister or a, pick, pick a, a lane, right? Three people. And what you do is you, you reach out to them and you schedule, may I have 20 minutes of your time? This is, introduce yourself, 20 minutes of your time. Here's a list of questions. Um, and if, the, if you don't hear any response, you go find, you go hunt you down, another one down, right? Yeah. Go get another one. But what happens is when you get about 15 minutes or 18 minutes in that conversation, you, you stop that person. You say, I really want to thank you. Um, you have, you've given me so much information. I want to implement this. I just want to let you know there's two minutes left and I want to honor your time, but thank you again. You know what, what I found in the mentors that I have, if they have that time, they'll say, no, I keep going. Yeah. Yes. keep going they'll they'll give you more of what you honor yeah. yeah um and it's such a valuable and i've got one that i do on monday mornings i'll shoot a text and i'll just shoot a text and maybe a few questions and it's not every monday morning it's very organic this is doing life yeah. and it's at 4 30 my time he's he's 
in uh, Central Time, and uh, you know he, he'll he'll call me during our drive time, and he'll 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 we'll talk we'll go through those questions. It's so valuable. So you had to get mentors around to away your leadership crew. Absolutely, right voices uh, around you. Right, because here's the thing: uh, better leaders ask better questions. Yeah. Like, you know, you can, you can tell the capacity of someone by the questions that they ask. Yeah, that's good. And so I kept, I kept, I mean, I almost, I need to apologize to these guys. I wore them out. What questions should I be asking? Gotcha. That was my number one question. Um, and then it didn't just, it wasn't just about uh, around the office. It was, hey, as a dad, I would find men that were, that were, all of their kids are grown out of the house. They love God. They love mom and dad. And they love the local church. Hey, that's a, that's a goal of mine. I want the, our kids, I have two daughters. I want them to love the church that God has um, um, blessed me to build and and helped grow. I say build, helped grow and lead. Yeah. So um, guys that have been married for a long time, this is what I'm doing right now. I'm in a middle season or I'm not a church. I I planted a church, but I'm not in the early days. Yeah. I'm not retiring. I mean, I've got, there's plenty of fuel in the tank. Yeah. But I'm in the middle. And I, I've heard this said that in the middle is the dangerous area because you don't see the finish line and the, the honeymoon is worn off. Yeah. So what I'm doing right now is I am, I am enlisting and I'm engaging guys that are passing the baton and they're, they're not really retiring or rather changing seats. And I'm asking, okay, how do you, how do, you do married life? Yeah. What should I be doing now? And uh, I want to finish strong. That's my goal in, in ministry. I want to finish strong. I want to be married to the same awesome wife, Sandra Hardy. I, I, want, I want to pastor this church that God's allowed me to be a part of. And um, so I've got to, I've, I don't know what, what I don't know. Yeah, I've never right. done that. So and I, I got guys in my life that helped me with that. That's awesome. <laughs> in the last few minutes here, uh, we're at the beginning of a decade. We're at the beginning of a new year. How are you seeking vision? I hear getting together with other people. What are some practical things that pastors that are listening to, and there are a lot, many of them are earlier in the game. How would you tell them to go about seeking vision for this year? The way that I seek vision is the same way that I sought vision over a decade ago is that in January, we have 21 days of prayer and fasting. You don't want a good idea. You want a God idea. You, you don't, you don't want to just plant a church. You want to plant his church. Yes, right. So uh, I, I'm, we're in the middle of this right now. We're at the beginning of it in, in 2020. And in December, I sought the Lord. God, we've got another a year coming up where we're stepping into a new, new decade. Yeah. What does this decade look like for the Big C Church? And where do I fit in that role? Uh, I want to be on, the, on the, the cutting edge of, of what's new, but really, I just want to be in the middle of God's will. Yeah. So I would tell, I would tell these, you know, all my friends in ministry, man, put your face to the ground. You lean, you know, when you draw near to God, draw, God draws near to you. And the, the word that we have here that God gave us is, is bound and bold. And so I was reading, I was in the middle of the night. God just kind of woke me up and downloaded the scripture, remind me of the scripture. Those that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength, right? Yeah. And I've, I've, so many guys have preached that even better than I have. They'll renew their, you know, they're, 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 the running won't grow weary. They're, they're walking that faint and and I've preached it from the, from the stance of I'm waiting on God. I'm waiting on his timing, which is there's some truth in that. I've, I've preached it from I'm waiting on God as I'm serving his wants and his desires and yeah. his heart. And there's truth in that. 
But I study that out, and that word, that word, exact waiting means to bind together. And I said, guys, we need to bind together. Like, and, I, and immediately I thought about John fifteen five. I'm the vine, you're the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Yeah, that's good. And so we want to be bound with God. We're, we're not we're not serving God when when we have great offerings and great uh, numbers. No, we're in it to win it. Like I'm in it for the rest of my life. You know, right? And um, and then we're bound as a team at at church with our leadership, our staff, our our lead team, and and all the different layers. I'm we can, I want to be able to say. Uh, all of our teams to look across the table at each other and say, I trust you. Yeah. I trust you. I'm bound to you. You know, that you bleed, I cry. I'm for you. Yeah. And you don't have to, look, when you look over your back, I'm standing there cheering you on. So we're bound together. And Psalm uh, 92 13 says, those that firmly plant themselves in the house of God will flourish in the courts of our God. You know what? I'm bound to the local church, the hope for the world. I'm, I'm bound to his body because he is the head. And I want to be a part of that. That's awesome. And, um, you know, and, and, and out of that comes, comes the boldness where in Acts chapter four, I think it's, you know, in the teens there where, so they saw their, their boldness, Peter and John, they said they were amazed because they were, um, they were unlearned men, yeah. but you know, they weren't amazed that they were really, really smart. They were amazed that they were threatening their lives and they did not care. Yeah. Come on, man. I, that's what I want. I want people to go, I don't get it. Yeah. They just, you just keep, you punch them on the jaw and they get up and they go, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, man. Awesome. You know, and, uh, and then the Bible says that, uh, um, you know, that uh, they, they, they identify that on their life because they've been with Jesus. So again, it goes back to I'm bound with him. Yeah. That's I'm tied up, wrapped up with Jesus and nothing's changing about it. That's awesome. Well, Pastor Hal, this has been excellent. Uh, we really appreciate your investment into the Star Church podcast. And uh, we know this is going to be a big blessing. Where can people check out your ministry? Well, you can check us out at highlandschurch.tv, as in television. And i um, super excited about that. And then also, we've got a great uh, ministry coming up called um, yournewsmile.org, which is a dental clinic for the state of Georgia that we're treating all the uninsured or underinsured in the state of Georgia on a sliding fee scale. And that's just an arm of our ministry that we are so excited about launching in 2020. That's great. Well, thank you so much for being with us. We hope you guys enjoyed uh, listening to the podcast and we'll see you guys soon. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Call, brought to you by Start Church. If you have any questions about what you've heard today, please give us a call at 844-641-5718 or visit our website at startchurch.com. We hope you'll join us for the next episode of Start Church Beyond the Call. Start Church has helped thousands of churches and ministries protect what God has given them to lead. Check out our website at startchurch.com or feel free to call at 844-641-5718. We would be honored to serve you.